Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. Rob and I love ASMR. You guys are serious about that then. We like ASMR. Fred's voice? Have you ever listened to Fred's voice? But he likes the eating stuff. I don't like the eating stuff. Well, I can go on anything, but I but I, I can't listen to guys eat. It has to be female. No, no, no. I have to know what happened. What what happens to you? Does it is it the neck thing, the chills? Like what happened? Puts me to sleep. I love yeah. it. Oh, oh, the tingle. It's the tingle. If it's really good, I get the tingle right in the back of the head. Oh, yeah. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show.
<laughs> Fine Saturday yeah. morning to you all. This is a, uh, a delightful and beautiful uh, Saturday. The weather is fine and the universe is light upon our shoulders. Mandy Kaplan, Rob Cabasco. How are you doing today? After that intro, I'm, I feel like I have a bluebird on my shoulder. Oh, fantastic. I'm just trying to lighten the, the spirit here. I want you to be distracted from whatever is also outside. Yes. We're just going to have fun today because it's amazing. Yeah, don't worry about the We're, terrors of the world. <laughs> no, what terrors? There are no terrors. Forget about those. The world is just Ted Lasso, y'all. It's just Ted Lasso, and we're fine. Welcome to the Next Real Saturday Matinee, our weekly show where we, the Next Real hosts, get together and talk about news, reviews, new trailers, our weekly list challenges, games, all kinds of fun things. I am Pete Wright, and uh, we we do have uh, we do have news. We have actual news. Something that I think we all saw coming in some way, shape, or form. Uh, the big one is Oscars. They're letting drive-in movies and streaming services in. It's like uh, we're it, it's fantastic. We're at once welcoming the future and 1952 at the same time. <laughs> Isn't that terrific? Yes, sir. Now, okay. So, Mandy, well, feature film actress, yes, sir. Uh, uh, producer, yes, sir. Director, everything that you do. What do you think about this? Is a long time coming? Well, the drive-in thing I think is a bit specific for COVID, but uh, they have to let the streaming <laughs> in. It's this is where the whole industry is heading. Headed. It's already happened. So I'm happy for it. So many projects now are trying to get straight to Netflix or Amazon Prime. I I don't know. I do think the world is changing. I'm I'm not talking big budget studio Marvel movies. Those will always be on a big screen, hopefully. But I think most people are making movies for all of us to watch at home. Yeah, they, on the Academy's website, they say, with the gradual reopening of theaters, there are two methods of qualification for awards consideration in Best Picture and general entry categories through the remainder of the 93rd Academy Awards year, February 28th, 2021. This is, I think, interesting specificity on behalf of the Academy. Films which are intended for theatrical release but are initially made available through commercial streaming, VOD service, or other broadcast may qualify under these provisions. That the film be made available on the Secure Academy Screening Room member site within 60 days of the film streaming, VOD release, or broadcast and that it meets all or all other eligibility requirements. And two, films that open in theaters in at least one of the six qualifying U.S. cities, depending on theater availability, may qualify under these provisions. The film completes a qualifying run of at least seven consecutive days. It meets other eligibility requirements. The six qualifying cities are uh, Los Angeles County, City of New York, the five boroughs, the Bay Area, counties of San Francisco, Marin, Alameda, yada, yada, you know where you are, Chicago, Miami, and Atlanta. Drive-in theaters are included as qualifying commercial venue in the above cities. Academy screening room in that case is optional. What this Academy screening room? Do you have access to it? No, sir. That's no. got to be. There's got to be some oh, sort of no. secret key. It's like the the Masons. That. Oh yeah, there's a real Dan Brown thing going on. You here. know it. Head to the old church, everybody. So I I think this is really interesting, and I I ask that question about. I wonder if this is at least for for I, if this is in any way going to be limited going forward. Right? That that language says open for consideration in Best Picture and General Entry through the remainder of the 93rd Academy Awards year. So uh, some of the news that I'm reporting on this has been like, oh, streaming video is now allowed in the Oscars. I my hunch is this is not going to be permanent. Maybe for a year or two. 
I would think it would have to be at least two. Yeah, because we're going to get a lot of movies. It's unclear. Yeah, it's, it is. It's yeah. It, it, it's unclear. Well, it's good news. But remember, I think we talked about this as a throwback to a few a few sat mats ago, where we did our little uh, contest about box office. Mm-hmm. Remember, in 2020, Bad Boys for Life is still the number one movie domestically, number two worldwide, and it is going to remain that way. Oh, wow. I, I mean, that's, I mean, no, like, I mean, obviously yeah. we're just, we're, look at this is temporary. I don't think this is a, <laughs> I think everybody, and we'll talk about this as we get into stuff. Like it is temporary. Everybody try it's, it's temporary. The world's been through this before. It may, may take a year or two or three, but after that, no, we're going to be fine. We're in the upside down. If that's the number one movie. I mean, sir, who, knew? Right. <laughs> who would have known, <laughs> who would have known, down. you know, James Bond. Has been pushed again, and it's been pushed pretty far deep into 2021, and that harkens the end of days for uh, theaters again. Um, Regal Cinemas has closed its doors completely through uh, uh, at least, what was the end date on that? Um, I think in uh, February? Until further notice? Yeah, I think it was... Well, until further notice, but I mean, the implication, they, yeah. they had said it was February, but I think the implication is, hmm. Yeah, the, until next the relationship time. between these tent poles and the broader entertainment economy is becoming stark uh, to the point that, you know, we're, we're getting, we're starting to get some, you know, beyond Christopher Nolan and his punditry on the matter. Uh, Patty Jenkins right. uh, says of Wonder Woman, she had some strong words. Yeah, she is not, uh, you know, her quote was, is that if we shut this down, uh, this will not be a, a reversible process. And she had a really interesting analogy to make to this than that was to the movie industry. I mean, sorry, to the music industry in that, look at once you once you crumble an entire industry, like what theoretically has happened, once you started getting all you can eat subscription platforms and all of that has changed, what is that going to do to movies? Now, uh, I will admit I disagree with her. Uh, one, because again, what I just said, it's temporary. This is this is a total thing that we are just living through a time that we're going to have to deal with this for a while. Um, and she did have an interesting she, – she went a little farther and she's like, you know, I don't think any of us want to live in a world where the only option is to take your kids to watch a movie as your own living room and you don't have a place for a date. That's a That to me, that's a little extreme. Again, temporary. I really do believe that. I don't think this is how it is forever. I, I just think it is until we can figure this out. Um, but look at it. It gets into something I know Kyle and I from, uh, have talked about many times was that it was kind of inevitable. I mean, Mulan, Disney cracked the door open and they've shown a very interesting experiment with this is that when you do that, when you when you have the ability to do it yourself, meaning you own the streaming service, once you've done that and you've shown that there is a right now, there is a ravenous want for new content. Of this variety. If you're willing then to offer it at a decent price, people are going to come. And getting back to this entire life circle of the of the movie industry, it's pure profit. And at that point, for, for the short term, for the short term, this is a viable option for for movie makers. And so, I mean, I think it's inevitable. I think I think Marvel in the in the contest that we had over the summer, which was which of the two female led superhero movies was going to blink first. Marvel obviously has the ability. They're still counting Endgame money. They had the ability to say, hey, no movies this year. That's cool. We can live with that. Black Widow's now pushed to, you know, May of 2021. Uh, Warner Brothers kind of uh, tried to hedge their bet on this, and they're probably going to have to release Wonder Woman on demand. 
And they've got the and, and here's the thing. It's not a huge deal. They ha- they own the way to get it out to people. HBO Max, they can do it. AT&T, you know, I think back in July, there was a thing, a story here. Uh, the AT&T CEO had said, like, you know, he would be surprised if this happened. But that was back in July. Now we are here a few months later and realizing this is where the state of the industry is. My, my hunch is that that say saying things like it's pure profit might be just a touch disingenuous, given the scale of the budget that oh, they're trying to recuperate. Understood. No, no, under, don't no, totally understood. Yeah. Well, but. The, the the theory on Mulan was, was that if these numbers are true, like I think somebody went through the numbers and said, and they haven't released the numbers, but the the estimate was that close to 10 million people have paid the 30 bucks. If 10 million people have paid the 30 bucks, that's $300 million. But, but it's a ballpark. But you just yeah. have to think, like, yeah. think about all the takes that you get. It's a ballpark. It's a ballpark thing. And again, and that's and that's why nobody, even after Milan did it, even after they did that test, you didn't see everybody run out and do it. I want everybody to run out and do it. I really do. I want them to just do it. I am uh, I, I am so bullish for our streaming future. What I don't want and what terrifies me is that now the only way to see tentpole movies is going to be subscribing to the studio's channel. I guess I already have HBO Max. Warner Brothers got me there. Um, I guess I've got Disney Plus. I got like one like just really one more massive uh conglomerates streaming channel uh is that is that our future right. because i'll tell you my cinemark down the street i got like agents for la fitness that are standing across the street drinking like three-day-old coffee and just waiting for that place to fall to pieces because like i there there are like <laughs> it's just like what is the purpose of this big entertainment complex yeah. right now what is the purpose of it? Right. We're all right. going to be sitting in high plexiglass hives, like like cocoons. You're going to the theater and it's just you mm-hmm. sit in a little plexiglass. Oh, it'll be great. We're in a weird temp. It's, yeah. it's only temporary. It's only no, temporary. It's only temporary. It's only temporary. The universe is light yeah. upon our shoulders. I am the grateful recipient of life's unfairness. What Mandy doesn't know is that this entire podcast is scripted for only me <laughs> and Rob, and she is being called upon to improvise her way through it. Just like James McAvoy. Yes. And if I could do a Scottish accent right now, I would. <laughs> wow. But I cannot. Right? It'd be great. Yeah. It'd be great. <laughs> Everything I learned, I learned from Brave, which is, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, what do you think about this? Um, uh, James McAvoy improvising his way through a remake of uh, Mon Garçon, the French film. He is uh, now in a film with uh, uh, Claire Foy. Uh, in which he is the only actor in the cast who doesn't know what's going on day to day. Everybody else knows. This is amazing. I am very excited to see what comes of this. I watched the trailer for the original French film and I'm riveted. Don't we feel like that's how Keanu Reeves has gotten by all these years? <laughs> or <laughs> someone of that ilk? There's, there's always a person who's not quite in the know on set. I think it's messing with a system we're so familiar with, and I think he's an extraordinarily talented actor, so I, I think it's exciting. Yeah, right? Sign me up. I, I think that the the whole idea of going to work every day and thinking, okay, it's another 14 hours in an escape room. <laughs> what do you, how do you even approach a role like that? It's just delightfully twisted. I think, though, the, the operative words you used there was extraordinarily talented. Which for him, absolutely, this doesn't. I mean, and I'm not trying to insult anybody here who who works in this industry. Some actors and actresses 
are really amazing actors and actresses given their content and they act the heck out of it. But they don't necessarily think on their feet, like, right? Like, perfectly. I think this is amazing for certain actors and actresses who it should have been Wayne this. Brady. This isn't for everyone. Oh, I, I'm right. <laughs> and, oh, see, now there you go. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, phenomenal. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This isn't you're not going to get the mileage. My concern when I read this was like, OK, first of all, I'm sure there's a bunch of like, you know, screenwriters going, what you're doing to do what? Like, we only have to write a third of the script? Okay. Um, I think, though, there's – I think there's going to be – I fear that if this became a trend, then it's like stunt casting. Like, you'll really get to this point where it will get weird and you'll get some weird stuff. Like, you'll get some not the greatest stuff. But I'm sure stuff is storyboarded for him. I mean, when you hear about the Christopher Guest movies – they, there is no dialogue written, yep. but they are. Oh, yeah. they know their beginning point and end point. I'm sure he's not flying completely blind. I'm sure he knows what he's got to get out of the scene. Well, it's interesting because in this, this is the this is the difference, and this is the thing that stands out for me. I I talked about a movie just like last week that I'm very excited about. It's a, a 2013 film called Coherence. It is. It, it's one of those stunningly great movies. It's a mystery, sci-fi, very twisted uh, from James Ward Burkett, and it was shot mostly in his living room, dining room area, and around his house in his neighborhood. And all of the actors uh, were largely improvising. Again, they were given notes to kind of talk about their objectives for each given scene, but they were largely improvising the the film, and it works terrifically it really it's it is fantastic uh but the difference is all of the cast were at the same level of ignorance day to day and i think that's the that's the thing that this movie i think is is makes for a a fantastic experiment because to have one member of the cast who doesn't have any clue what's going on i i think could yield something really special so i'm i am incredibly in excited McAvoy, for, I trust. for what this is so what you're saying is in McAvoy, I, so what you're sa- I stand with McAvoy. <laughs> So you're saying is is that a real Truman show is right now compelling. Oh man. I'm trying to keep the universe light in our shoulders and you reminded me of like 8 a.m. Monday morning. If I don't see ya, I don't know. This is our life. So Who let's yeah, okay, it's fine. <laughs> no, I'm fine. kidding. It's Macavoy. No, this is I mean it's totally intriguing. It sure. is it is really great and I just wanted to add the director is Christian uh, Christian Carrion uh who actually directed uh the original film too, the the French film and so um he's back to to do it an English language version. So be on the lookout for my son. Uh very excited to see that. Okay, so there's story. People have heard this uh, from Lucasfilm that the Star Wars, the next chapter where they're going to try and move forward is in the High Republic, which is about 200 years before the story of Anakin Skywalker. And they released the the crawl. And, and this isn't necessarily a movie yet. This is just a direction. It's like literally just an entire area that Star Wars in its in its entirety is going to move. And they released the crawl. I'm going to read it. Because I'm not happy about it. Spoiler. So here it is. The galaxy is at peace 
ruled by the glorious Republic and protected by the noble and wise Jedi Knights. As a symbol of all that is good, the Republic is about to launch Starlight Beacon into the far reaches of the Outer Rim. This new space station will serve as a ray of hope for all to see. But just as magnificent Renaissance spreads throughout the Republic, so does a frightened new adversary. Now the Guardians of Peace and Justice must face a threat to themselves, the galaxy, and the Force itself. You're upset You're upset about that. The Starlight Beacon sounds like a new Princess Cruise ship, right? It kind of does. Uh, exactly. 14 stories and a Lido deck. Yeah. <laughs> That's garbage. I mean, like, when I first read when I saw the article and I clicked on it, and I scanned through it, my eyes just said Starlight Bacon. <laughs> oh, no, that and sounds I went, good. Huh. Wait a minute. Interesting. That's what you're upset about but, is the name of this ship? No. No. <laughs> it's... It's. I mean, okay, Glorious Republic, protected yeah. by the noble and wise Jedi Knights. My God, that sounds like, you know, a toddler version of this. And the idea that they're putting out a Deep Space Nine station, like, that's literally it. And again, calling it Starlight Beacon, I'm, I will admit, I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> well, good news, no it's time. not going to happen for I a really just... long time. <laughs> <laughs> really long time, right? You've got yeah, time. Yeah, Make plans. I, right. um, I I ask the question, it is pre-Skywalker, but is 200 years pre-Skywalker enough? Yeah, I, I'm yeah, so done. There right? is 200 years. There is still a way for them to figure out how to tie this into the Sty- Skywalker s- story. And if they do that, burn it down. So done. That, I'm very worried about that. I'm, and plus the outer rims, this gets into, I mean, well, no, because here's what I, here's the other, my fear is this isn't, this, this isn't the Skywalker story. It's the Palpatine story. Oh, for crying out loud. I don't want that and in try either. And get, uh. it, right? No, I don't want, it, I'm completely with you. I was not, I'm, I try to be as great a Star Wars fanboy as I can be. I'm a little concerned. All right. And on that note. Rob Cabosco, Weathervane <laughs> for Star Wars. <laughs> What is Star Wars? Just watch Rob. Which way is he turning? <laughs> you guys keep what? mentioning it. Is it something? How horrible of you. It's the continuing voyages of a battle station with Apollo and arm. Does Rob think I'm serious? I don't know. He's talking Explain. about Battlestar yeah. Galactica. Am I the Star only Galactica? one who's on script? All right. It's a man who went on a, on a journey. He got frozen. 500 years later, he comes back to Earth. Gotcha. Rip Van Winkle in space. <laughs> oh my God, that's even. Oh my, we just we've smashed atoms together, and look what we've done. We've created a hole for the entire existence. Where should to people send their hate mail about my comments? <laughs> Where is that going? Directly to you, Pete, or? Oh. No, it's it's Rob at CaboscoCares.com. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, can I just tell you one thing? I I realized as I was going through the stories here that one of the things that there's a hole in my heart with all of the big tentpole moves, right? I am deeply upset that I have not seen In the Heights yet. They, yeah. they just said April or May, I think, but it was supposed to be June 2021. June. Yeah. yeah, now June 2021. And that is heartbreaking uh, because it looked like one of the the really solid adaptations that was coming and i just so love the music but you found uh you found a list of musical adaptations on deck that i have not seen compiled quite so many of them before and the list isn't coming up but i know it's the new west side um the prom which i'm very very excited about james gordon keegan michael key nicole kidman meryl streep i don't know 
if you've heard of her, Wicked. Meryl what now? (laughs) Wicked has been long talked about, but I see it's actually happening, perhaps. Um, But it's uh, Stephen Daldry, uh, Billy Elliot uh, director behind that one that is is apparently signed on. Sunset Boulevard has long been Mm -hmm. rumored. I mean, these are all, yeah, Dear Evan Hansen. So I'm very excited for each and every one of these as a person who absolutely loves Broadway Mm -hmm. musicals and don't. I don't get to see yeah, them very yeah. often. Well, so. link is in the show notes, but I'll tell you, just the, as we run down the list, uh, there's some that I'm very excited about. You already mentioned The Prom, West Side Story, Steven Spielberg's adaptation. Everybody's talking about Jamie yeah. uh, with Richard E. Grant, Sarah Lancashire, uh, Max Harwood. Uh, looks great in The Heights, Wicked, uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, a Jonathan Larson uh, mm-hmm. a bit. A huge mm-hmm. Rent fan would love to see this one. Uh, and Lin-Manuel. Lin-Manuel Miranda's going to direct it. I mean, so, uh, yeah. Fantastic Sunset Boulevard. Uh, Matilda is an adorable musical that is uh, getting some uh, more Netflix money. It seems like every <laughs> one of these is like sweet, sweet Netflix money. Dear Evan Hansen, cannot yeah. wait. Uh, that's probably yeah, can't wait. Stunning, beautiful uh, is beautiful. Guys and Dolls will get another cinematic uh, treatment of that one. It looks like which uh, that was my first Broadway, my first musical performance. Uh, Rusty Charlie uh, in uh, in Guys and Dolls. <laughs> I thought you I, looked familiar. I, I, I've got a little Rusty Charlie in me still. Little Shop of Horrors. This one with, uh, uh, is is that Chris Evans? Chris Evans is the dentist, probably. But I'll take it. Uh, uh, that's great. Uh, and let's see, Follies, Mean Girls, Fiddler on the Roof, um, uh, Merrily We Roll Along. Uh, interestingly, uh, Ben Platt uh, from Dear Evan Hansen uh, on that one. Uh, Once on This Island. Oh. <laughs> Please, Agwade, don't come around here. I love Once on this Island. Come from away. I don't actually know anything about Come from away. It's the story of a small town that took in people who were displaced by 9-11. And it's a very joyous celebration of humanity and small town kindness. Oh, I like that. It it did very well. Yeah. Uh, Fun home. Got Jake Gyllenhaal attached to that one. That'd be great. I'd see Mysterio in a musical movie. He's, he's fantastic. fantastic. He's yeah. he's a great singer too. And uh, yeah. he's in a band. Too. He's got a band that's of some renown, doesn't he? Isn't he one of those? Uh, oh. I don't know. You you Not heard that it I your know of. I think you're yeah. thinking of Jared Leto. Uh, well, he definitely does. And the hair, Jared Leto, <laughs> right? Uh, and the band, Kush Jumbo and Rosamund Pike, currently called Greatest Days. The film will be directed by Koki Cherdrick. Ooh, I butchered that uh, of How to Build a Girl. And uh, that's another one I don't know anything about. Nor do I. Fantastic. So check the list. There are notes in there. And uh, this looks like maybe the dawning of a new age of movie musicals. Let's do trailers. I am not first. Mandy, you are first. Trailers. Okay, so my trailer is the new Alex Gibney documentary. And it is dropping VOD, I think, on the 13th. So very very soon. soon. Alex Gibney has his films have been absolutely world changing as far as I'm concerned. Going Clear, The Smartest Guys in the Room about Enron. I love the way he tells a story and how he's unafraid to tell the truth and get in there. I just heard him interviewed about Going Clear and he was saying how, you know, he's still threatened daily because he went ahead and told those stories. So this is called Totally Under Control, and it's the story of 
the Trump administration's handling of the COVID crisis. The CDC has identified a case of coronavirus in Washington state. The words about a pandemic at this point? No, we're not at all, and it's going to be just fine. Whatever happens, we're totally prepared. We, the scientists, knew what to do for the pandemic response. The plan was in front of us, but leadership would not do it. It is time to lay our careers on the line. Count me as a fan of him as a documentarian um, on this one. I I thought Smartest Guys in the Room and Scientology and Mr. Dynamite, um, they were terrific films. And so uh, I can't think of somebody better right off the top of my head to handle a a thing like this. Uh, He was working with uh, two other directors. uh, get, Get ready for some name butchering. Uh, well, Suzanne uh, Hillinger and Ophelia Arutyunyan. We're going to go with that. So I think it looks. Perhaps. I think it looks terrific. I think it's a great pick. Rob, what do you think? Oh no, I, it looks looks it looks great. Um, I've seen Enron, which I thought was a fantastic uh, documentary uh, that Gibney has also done, and uh, it's. I, I worked in national politics for a long time. Uh, I would like to tell you that I'm totally surprised by what this movie is trying to tell you, but I'm not. And the tagline at the end is like, the truth will make you sick or something. (laughs) That's brilliant. Brilliant. So good. I can't wait to see it. And I think I might just watch it. What? This weekend? Oh, yeah. I'm very excited about it. Uh, Rob, why do you hate childhood? Uh, To continue the theme of ridding scourges from the earth, let me tell you a little bit about about my pick. (laughs) I was waiting for any laughter, but there's none. Listen, I can tell you what this movie is. My movie is my movie is Fat Man. It's, it's not autobiographical. It is it is a totally different kind of movie. And I'm going to tell you something. I you know how much I love reading synopses. Yeah, I can only read this. This is if you haven't heard of this movie, here it is. To save his declining business, Chris Kringle, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the United States military. Making matters worse, Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin hired by a precocious 12-year-old after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. Fat man, tis the season to get even. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've lost my influence. Maybe it's time I retired the coat. All I have is a loathing for a world that's forgotten. The United States military would like to procure your services. This is a one-time deal, gentlemen. Where are you? What's the job? I'd like you to kill Santa Claus. I've come for your head, fat man! Dashing through the snow No one horse open sleigh You think you're the first? Think I got this job because I'm fat and jolly? If, now, if you're saying, no, but, but you get your heads out of your palms. Is Kathy Lee Gifford in this <laughs> oh, movie? Oh, you ruined the surprise! What? Okay. What? Number what? one. No. Let's, hold on. She's not. no. I'm gonna. Fi- oh, just wait a minute. Hold I'm on. I'm searching IMDb. You're, you're, everyone, cover your ears. Okay. Now listen. Here's the deal. You say to yourself, Rob, that movie sounds ridiculous. What if I told you that Santa Claus is played by Mel Gibson? And then what if I told you that the assassin is played by Walton Goggins? Here's the deal. 
I can fix this movie. First of all, I'm all in on this movie because this is crazy. But here's how I'm going to fix it. There's two characters that are missing. One, Mrs. Claus, Kathy Lee Gifford, right? And two, the leader of the U.S. military group that is brought in to help Santa Claus, Bruce Willis. (laughs) If that, you tell me you don't want to see that movie. Come you're on. You're telling me it exists in the same cinematic universe as The Siege? Oh, co- I'll take that. I, I would yeah, and, take that. Uh, I mean, just, uh, and G.I. Joe Retaliation, all, <laughs> all of that is in this movie. This movie's insane. I don't understand how this movie got made. It was announced last year. Apparently, they filmed it all in February in Ottawa. You can do anything in Ottawa. <laughs> Apparently. I wish it stayed in Ottawa. I mean, they filmed it in Ottawa. And from what I said, now this was a little unclear. It's supposed to be released in select theaters November 13th, because I know they want it for Oscar consideration. So we got that. Um, a digital download <laughs> on November 17th. Mandy just looked at me like I should Did you be, just say Oscar like consideration? Like Oscar Meyer? <laughs> she literally gave me a look. Did, like, no. Mandy, if you don't if you don't jettison him from this recording right now, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, this movie's ridiculous. This is it's set in some weird universe where where Santa Claus is a, is a rough and tumble Mel Gibson with an army of elves that are not what you ever think. But they they do eat copious amounts of sugar. I don't know what to tell you. It's insane. He's getting pop shotted by kids in the woods Damn. on his sled. I don't even know what to think about this. I just watch it for it, Thanksgiving when you're all by yourselves. No one's coming over to the house to share your turkey. You'll be watching Fat Man. Mandy, when, not. when are you going to bring this to your family? I mean, are you just going to be one of those first one family movie night movies? You're all going to settle in and fat, watch the Fat, fat Man? Man? Yeah, I definitely want to introduce Mel Gibson in my house. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, right. Right. I really, hmm. I really am horrible at this, aren't I? <laughs> there's no, no right, right or wrong. wrong. There is Rob's choices. You're wrong, but there's no right or wrong. <laughs> Here's the interesting there is right thing. Wrong and you're wrong. <laughs> Here's the interesting thing. Waffle Street, another film uh, directed uh, by uh, Esham Nelms and Ian Nelms, uh, 6.2 on the IMDb scale. That is, as you know, a sign that the movie is possibly wa- worth watching. A 6.9 for Night of the Dog, their 2005 film uh, about an epic night with the boys. Uh, so. Um, that is Night of the Dog. So their movies are, I mean, I've never seen anything that these, uh, that these folks have done, but um, their, their movies get some, some notice in positive ways. And so I guess the jury's out. Movies are hard. It, it's not for me. How's that? Am I catching all of the right taglines? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not for me. All right. When do, wait, when do I get to watch ho, it again? Ho, ho. You said you, we don't know. I was too distracted by the poster. Of a sinister Mel Gibson as Santa Claus. Oh, it's it's terrifying. It's act- no, and, and I'm going to tell you, it will. Wait a minute, it's terrifying, but it's also got a good veneer of hilarity because he's not even really trying. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's just, just like Mel yeah, Gibson. you just woke up. I the thing about this movie <laughs> is no, that's literally yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the movie, like, it says it's an action comedy thriller, and that would indicate that the movie knows what it is. And the trailer does not indicate that the movie is aware of what it is. Does not know. That makes me nervous about it. Don't you want to know, though, why does the 12-year-old have the resources to hire an assassin? Yeah, no, he was a jerk. You don't know. No, I like to think it was, like, uh, the son of Macaulay Culkin's character. 
from like Home Alone. Oh, or we're like, passing know, it down like the generations. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a Richie or it's, Kevin. Or it's like Richie Rich. Yeah. It's something like that. <laughs> Kevin McAllister. I want to talk about my movie now. You guys are done. You guys are done. Yes. Okay, please, this please do, one please. I feel yes. very lucky because I did not have a trailer and I turned on the internet and it said, hey, guess what dropped three minutes ago? Netflix trailer for Mank. The uh, film follows screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz's tumultuous development of Orson Welles' iconic masterpiece, Citizen Kane. If you saw Cinema- Citizen Kane and thought, you know, I need more Citizen Kane in my life, finally, 2020 is your year. But most importantly, the role of Mank is played by Gary Oldman. He is directed by the David Fincher. I loves it so much. Very stylish. Oh, very stylish. One of the other uh, uh, categories that we're not talking about are movies that are intentionally black and white, right? Black and white by choice. And uh, this is looks to be one of those films that is going to... Uh, he's really playing with black and white. And, and uh, I, I think it just looks fantastic tom burke is playing orson wells it looks like citizen it looks kane. like citizen kane yeah no i i think I, that that yeah. i think is the conceit right is that the that's mm-hmm. what came out of the process of making citizen kane was the reality of making <laughs> citizen kane and i think that looks uh, that's an absolutely um terrific thing so this was shot uh using red's monochrome monstro 8k sensor camera which is kind of cool because it's only black and white so that means there was first of all there's no color version this was not shot in color and then decolorized yeah no it was shot in this and one of the great things about these these sensors is is that since it doesn't have to monitor that color that color data it's got a wider range of grays so that's why I think it looks as amazing as it does yeah, because it looks beautiful. Yeah, it's it's going to be spectacular. Well, and we were just celebrating the the way um you know Quaron makes his black and white look with the uh, with the Aries he was shooting on in the that just large format in those tiny spaces is just gorgeous in Roma. And so I saw this I didn't even uh, I did not this was not on my radar. I mean, I'd heard long ago that he was making a story like this and I was just not ready for it. I didn't know he was making it in black and white like nothing. And this it is jarringly beautiful, I think, to look at. So I'm very excited about it. Uh, welcome back into my life, David Fincher. I need to start watching all your movies again, so I'm ready. When can we see it? I wish I could tell you that it was tomorrow, but it's December 4th, 2020. And Aww. it's sweet, sweet Netflix. I should just yeah. assume Netflix. So it's always Netflix all the time. And that, as they say, is that. And now, the game. And for our game, a game about which I know nothing. We have a very special guest host. It's Andy Nelson of The Next Reel. Hey! <laughs> surprise, surprise. Hi, Andy Nelson. I was ready to do a draft, and I was pretty excited about the draft. And then you said, hey, I've got a game, and I want to play it with you three. So are you ready? Let me. I'm going to come on the show. What we have, uh, so this is called The Collaboration Game. And what's fun about this is it's all about collaboration in movies, and you have to play it without collaborating. So this you have is to play a play it without game. collaborating. You three cannot collaborate, but you have to figure out some collaborations. Can I collaborate with you? No. you is got, it to you the death? Points. It is to the death. We're going to see yes. who lives and who dies. Bye bye. I have given. <laughs> I, I've given. <laughs> oh no! I don't think. See how she's already misdirecting. Let me tell you. Yeah, I'm no, dead. I saw that. It's going to be one great. Marvel question, and I'm out. No, but okay. <laughs> let's try. I tried. Well, the, we'll see. We'll see where we get. I tried being very broad with the spectrum here. So, 
Let's how see many what times happens. did characters snap in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> Every movie, any snap. <laughs> No, we've got three rounds plus a bonus round, and uh, there are points that uh, you can get if you get things correct. And Ugh. if you don't, then it may open up to other people. We'll just see what happens. This is none of this is really going to be that serious. It's just largely going to be for fun. So, um, except for except somebody for the person will die. Except largely, for that. yeah, yeah. yeah. that'll be sad. It's, it is more serious for them. <laughs> okay, round one. This section I call which one haven't they worked with. It's kind of like one of these things is not like the other. So which of you three would like to go first? Should I do it in trailer order? Who did who did the trailer? First trailer. Oh, yes. Do it in trailer yeah, order. Mandy's better. first. Mandy. Yes. I'm going to give Andy. you an actor or an actress. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. then I'm going to list five other people in film. I got it. And you're going to say which one this person hasn't worked with. I need a buzzer. I got it. I'm ready. And then if you can get that right, then you get the bonus points if you can name the movies that they had been in with the uh, the four people. So Okay, so I'm naming who they have not worked with. Right. I'm going to So the name you have is Sandra Bullock. Now here are the five names. Ben Born Affleck, to play this. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Chris Evans. Who has she not worked with? I know no one's competing, but I had to do it. Nobody's going against you. I understand. I think Tom Hanks. You are wrong. Ouch. You didn't get any points for that. I was going to say Tom Hanks, too. Well, you would have what been wrong. With Tom you would Hanks? have been wrong. Well, we're gonna let's see if you can earn any bonus points for at least since you missed that. Can you name any of the movies that she was in with these people? Ben Affleck, Sandra Bullock, Forces of Nature. Excellent, Nicole Kidman. Thank you. Practical Magic. You missed Tom Hanks, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Maybe she wasn't in a movie with Samuel L. Jackson. She was. You don't get any points ah. for that. And Chris Evans. <laughs> that is the person she was not oh. in a movie with. I feel sad for Chris Evans now. Right? Oh, she totally <laughs> should so have delightful. been in a movie with Chris Tom Evans. Tom Hanks. Uh, can anyone get a bonus point for naming who Sandra Bullock was in a movie with with Tom Hanks? Best Picture nominee. <laughs> it is extremely loud and incredibly and close. And incredibly oh, close. 2011. Wow. I know. I know. Good book. Never saw the movie. Good book. Wow. wow. All right. Well, Mandy, you ended up getting two points from that round. So... Congratulations. Let's see how Rob does. All right. Your actor is Chris Evans. And the five actors you have to pick from are Don Johnson, Anna Faris, Michael B. Jordan, Rose Byrne, and Patrick Stewart. His eyes are just rolling back and forth. (laughs) Well, the first two for, for the first two for sure. I know he was in those movies. Don Johnson, Anna Faris, Michael B. Jordan, Rose Byrne. Patrick Stewart. If you know some of them, you can call it out just to get those points. Oh yeah, well Don John Don Johnson okay. uh, knives out. Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Oh, uh, not another teen movie or whatever the the crazy movie he was in. Incorrect. Scary Incorrect. movie. Incorrect. What's that? Oh, he wasn't in the crate. Oh, okay. Scary movie. He no, was not in not another teen movie, but she was not. She was. Correct. She was. Not I in think. That. Is oh, how that I might crossed. Work. I she crossed was in the uh, scary movies. I have seen a couple. I've seen several of his movies outside of the Marvel movies. One movie could he have been in with Patrick Stewart? Okay, I'm going to say Patrick Stewart. You would be incorrect. <laughs> he and Patrick Stewart were voices in TMNT. 
Oh, wow. No, Deep cut. I Dang know. it. Deep cut. Who would, who would have guessed? Okay. Uh, I hadn't even... <laughs> Thought of that direction. Okay, uh, but you didn't know the what he was in with Rose Byrne. Okay, no, I can't. I can only think of the movies. I can think of Rose Byrne. I can't think of the movies either. Um, it wasn't that movie where he the, there's the kid. The kid. It's a very melodramatic. Not, um, no, that would not be the right one. No, it's not that. No, I don't know that. Then twenty eleven. They, they were like best friends, true friends, best friends. No. What's your number? I will. What's your number? Yeah. That's the one. Is that yeah, I don't number. get a point. I totally cheated. That's, I was oh, about to read I, the, yeah, that, that's, that's your number. That's the movie. The, the, okay. the B rom-com that they were in together. I missed Michael that. B. Jordan. Yeah. Pete. Mandy. Was Chris Evans in a movie with Michael B. Jordan? I'm going to say yes. The but Fantastic no. He was Four. not. Yes, he was, Michael B. Jordan was uh, in the other Fantastic uh, They both played Johnny Storm, but they never were they in were a movie together. They were not in the same movie. And that would be a Michael weird B. Jordan was that. in the Marvel franchise, but only appeared in one of the movies Chris Evans was not in. So yeah. that is the one. Tricky. As for Rose Byrne, Chris Evans and Rose Byrne were in Sunshine together. <gasps> you should have known. Now you're that. just making up movies. Oh my the God. Danny Boyle sci-fi movie. I love that movie oh, so much. <laughs> oh, that's that movie's been out of mind for a while. I okay. Well, well, Rob, you yeah. are getting only one point on that round. I no one else point. stole any points I'm from you. I just so. have to say, like, judging by my participation in my head <laughs> with the first two rounds, I'm straight up terrible at this game. This is going to be a disaster. Let's go. Bring it on. I'll tell you, this is the hardest one. Michael of B. Jordan is. is your actor. <laughs> these, are, these are the five movies. They uh, are the five other actors. David Oyelowo, <laughs> Regina King. Zach Efron, Keanu Reeves, and Jamie Foxx. I can't even, I already can't even remember the, <laughs> the names. I didn't die. That you just gave me. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. I can't believe it. Oh, God. Uh, this is a tough one. Michael B. Jordan. Which of these was he not in a movie with? David Oyelowo, Regina King, Zach Efron, Keanu Reeves, Jamie Foxx. And if you know any of them, you can say what what movie it was, and then we can at least. All right. I so I'm going to say it was um, Zach Efron. Eh, you got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he and Zach Efron were in the 2014 movie That Awkward Moment. Oh, which also that's fine. I did. Could describe I did not, I did not see that movie. <laughs> Yeah, that so, is not one of the movies that I, I would have seen. Uh, can um, anyone name what movie he was in with David Oyelowo? It was a war movie. No. Mm, no. Nothing. No. Red Tails. Red Tails. Red Tails oh, with the, the planes. Was that, wasn't it the George Lucas yeah. produced movie about the, right. the, the bombers, the Tuskegee training? Yeah. That was 2012. Mm. Yeah. I would not have been able to tell you that he was in Red Tails, let alone that he was in a movie with somebody. Yeah. Um, Regina King, he was not in a movie with Regina King. <sighs> Keanu Reeves, it was the 2001 baseball movie, Hardball. There you go. So <laughs> no points in that round for anybody. And Jamie Foxx was No Mercy, you, you right? Got, yes, Mandy, you get that point for yeah. that. No Mercy. Work. Okay, I just haven't seen mercy, any of mercy. those movies. Just Mercy. So Just Mercy feel... was just last year. It was it, like it actually yeah. came out. Uh, it was a movie that came out uh, like early on streaming because um, because of the whole COVID thing. I remember we didn't. It was a trailer pick and it was apparently really good and I didn't see it. 
Okay, round two. This is true or false. I'm going to give you two actors, and you're going to tell me if they have been in a movie uh, or not. And okay. uh, if so, you can name it and get an extra point. So maybe. Okay. Is this is this for I one of start, us in particular, I'll, or is this I'll, just? I'll start with Mandy, and I'll oh. just do it in rounds of. Uh, I'll do you each once, and we'll just do it three times. All right. So Mandy, Halle Berry, and Hugh yeah. Grant. False. You're wrong. They have been in a movie <laughs> together. <laughs> Damn it. Can Rob, I say which one? What have they been in together? It, so, swordfish. Uh, I don't believe that Hugh Grant was I don't in think that's oh, true. No, it, was it was Cloud Atlas. It was Cloud Atlas. Oh, oh, I didn't even like of, that wait, movie. Who was the other actor you said? <laughs> no, Halle Berry. It was Halle Berry and who? I'm wrong. <laughs> I was thinking of another. Never mind. You're thinking of uh, so, uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I just oh, wrong. Yeah. This one's for okay. you. Jim Carrey and Gary Oldman. True or false? Have they been in a movie together? Uh, false. It is true. It's true. Who who can name it what? and get a point? Got Christmas Carol. Oh, sorry. I, did, I raised my hand. But I did it wrong. I got Christmas is, Carol. It is a Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> it is the animated A Christmas Carol that Robert Zemeckis did. Oh, you are skunked by an animated film twice now, Rob. Again, <laughs> Andy, Again. you have overestimated our powers. <laughs> 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 All right, Pete, this one's yours. Tony Collette and John Hamm. True. You are wrong. They have not been in a movie <laughs> together. <laughs> no points for that one. Uh, Back to game. you, Mandy. Antonio Banderas and Paul Dano. Three. True. That is correct. What movie was it? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> she guessed this. Uh, Rob um, or Pete, can you get the point? No idea. Would have said false. There will be blood. It is Ruby know. Sparks. Does she? Ruby very, Sparks. Oh, Antonio Banderas is a yes, Ruby Sparks? He's, uh, isn't he the one who starts dating uh, his mother or something like that? I don't remember yeah, he's that. he's in that. When the, they I go, like that oh, movie a movie. lot. Watch it again. You'll see Antonio yep. Banderas in it. All right, stop rubbing my nose in it. <laughs> Rob, how about Forrest Whitaker oh, oh no. and Clint Eastwood? Okay, I haven't seen I haven't seen every Clint Eastwood movie, so I've seen a lot of Forrest Whitaker. Uh, okay, I'm I'm going to say false. You are correct. You are correct. However, Clint Eastwood did direct Forrest Whitaker in Bird. Oh. He directed him. In okay, Bird. but but that's you still, still a get point. a point. That's for a that. point. Correct. Right? Absolutely. Thank you. Because they didn't act I'm in it together. Clearly worried about my points. Can you name all the movies they were not in together? <laughs> Ruby Sparks. Go uh, next. <laughs> all right, Pete. Octavia Spencer and Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, it was probably in 1989, <laughs> and it was a movie that no one has seen in forever. Everything on this has been 1994, I think, or earlier, or or later. So <laughs> you're all, you should all know these. Okay, if, I love it fact, when you say like you should all know these. I, <laughs> yeah, I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say false. You are wrong. It's true. It's you the are, help. Yeah, that's right. Mandy oh. gets two points for that one. Gosh, <laughs> she makes her eat a <laughs> duty right. pie. Does. Oh my! Spoiler God. alert. Oh, best picture nominee. That was just and me best trying to. Yeah, yeah, Spencer, no. right there. Yeah. Stupid. Oh uh, well. Uh, let's see. Who are we on now? This is uh, Mandy. I'm lost yeah. as to where we are. Sure. Mandy. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio yes, and Denzel Washington. Mm -hmm. 
False. You are correct. Very nice. Very nice. See how easy it is, boys? (laughs) (laughs) Last but not least, uh, let's go with Rob Winona Ryder and Christian Bale. Okay. I can't think there's a, there is a gap in my Winona Ryder filmology. (laughs) I'm going to say, well, you're now you're giving it away. Now I'm going to, it's okay. It's true. That's on me. That's on me. Because there was too eager. Now, honestly, I had no idea. I would have thought. I would have said no. I would have said false. Be be. Let me be honest. It was false. They're not. They're not. Pete. Yes. Little women. Little women. The 1994 version. That is correct. All right, everybody. We're moving on to our last round. Although I have a bonus round, just in case there is a tie. Bonus round. It's not going to be needed. We can can always do it if we want to. But anyway, round three. No, no, don't. Let's do it. Round three. This is one, some, or none. Have these two actors been in one movie together, some movies together, or no movies together? Mandy, Ethan Hawke, and Jude Law. One. And can you name it for an extra point? There was snow. Snow falling on cedars. <laughs> that was not that one. No, oh, you get one was, point for that, though. Thank you. Uh, Pete or Rob? Well, they were in Gattaca. That is it. That's is the it the one? one? It was that just the one? one. Yes. Yes. Right. Oh, my she God. Said, I actually had yeah. that. And I was like, but that's the only yeah. Ethan Hawke movie I can come up with. So well, I was like, it can't Ethan be right. Hawke, if you'll, yeah. he's been in many movies. He's been in many movies. Yes. All, All right, right, Rob. Viola Davis it. and Morgan Freeman. I'm going to say none. You are correct. Congratulations. All right. Pete, Mel Gibson, and Jodie Foster. <laughs> Speaking of Santa Claus. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. One, some, or none? One. You are wrong. Can you name some. one, though? It is some. Can you name one? Can I it say some. some, then? <laughs> you can't. That's definitely some. <laughs> And um, <laughs> it is uh, the beaver. But then there's the one with um, James Garner, I want to say. Oh, for crying out loud, Maverick. Yes. I was, I was surprised that you got the beaver, not Maverick. Yeah. Pete. <laughs> yeah no, the beaver. That huge, huge No, hit. you know why? You know why the beaver is because I did when Anton Yelchin died, I did a whole thing. Uh, oh. Let's see. Mandy, uh, Alan Tudyk and Chiwetel mm-hmm. Ejiofor. One. And what would that be? Death by a funeral. That is not correct. Uh, I'm making stuff up. Remember that movie? That, <laughs> that English great, movie? Yeah, great movie. I love, right. Great movie. And Alan Tudyk does flawless accents. He's, but he's great, yeah. Were they in a movie together? They were in a movie. You got a point for that, even though you got the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, Rob? Serenity. It is serenity. It is a noble death. To fall on one sword. Alan's wasn't a very noble death. No, his was not. He fell on a a cedar. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Rob, Meryl Streep and Tom Cruise. It was Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow, yes. Secretary. A different version, yeah. (laughs) I want to say some, but I can't think of any. I'm going to say one. Okay, you get a point for one. I'm going to hate myself, I'm sure, too. Somebody's going to have it. Somebody's going to get the point. Mandy or Pete, who wants the point here? Can anyone name Tom Cruise and Meryl Streep? Confidently would have said one and no idea what the movie is. Magnolia. 
<laughs> it is not, but good guess because there's a lot of people in that one. There's it a lot is, of people yep, in the that. The Robert yeah. Redford movie, Lions, Lions for Lambs. Lions. Lions for Lambs, yes. Oh, I know. wow. Uh, let's see. Pete, Jack Nicholson, and Julia Roberts. Is there, I can think of zero of them. And so I'm going to say none. You are correct. No they way. Not worked <laughs> together. <laughs> Good job. Good, good stammering guess there. <laughs> All right. Mandy, Bill Murray, oh. and Melissa McCarthy. Oh. One, oh. some, or none? One, some, or none. That is incorrect. Yeah. It's none. That's also incorrect. <laughs> it's some. Ghostbusters. <laughs> I'm so good at this. Oh. Ghostbusters and what else? Anyone else? St. Vincent. St. Vincent. Oh, 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 yeah. She oh. was so good. Of course, I go with the classy Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah. Well, and also... Was there more? There is... Uh, she has a small part in the 2000 film Charlie's Angels. Interesting. Never in a million years would I have remembered that. Yeah, right. Oh, wow. Okay. No. So, uh, but I'll uh I'll give you a point for Ghostbusters, Mandy. Because you got that one. Even though you didn't get the one summer none part right. I'll take pity points. <laughs> I have no go. pride. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, Brad Pitt, and Gwyneth Paltrow. They were a thing. Almost, well, okay. How many how yeah. many things were so, they in together, if any? One summer none. Okay. It's definitely one. But I'm gonna say, but that's not my is my is that my answer? Well, I'm going to get a point. I'm going to get a point either way. I'm going to say some. That's wrong. That is wrong. Oh, it's one. And the one that is, is seven. Yes. You still get two okay, points. Okay. I that. just, uh, all right. Okay. Or one point, I guess, because you got the movie. Right. Uh, and point. Pete, last yeah, one Jessica right. Chastain and Amy Adams. Uh, yeah, they totally did. <laughs> Aren't they the same person? It's a trick question, Pete. I mean, that's, don't I was fall about for to it. say, everybody thinks they're the same. <gasps> don't, don't forget <laughs> Bryce Dallas not. Howard and Isla Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a, apart from me imagining them as the same person, I think the answer might be no. Is that your final answer? None. You are correct. Wow. I know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that surprised job. me the most, possibly. Uh, it surprised me. I didn't think you were going to get that one at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. That leaves Pete with 11 points, Mandy with 10 points right behind, and Rob with oh. seven points. No. Seven points. You have miscalculated, yes. sir. There is no, Wait, there's no way. way. Yeah, that's wrong. I have that many points. Can we do final we, Jeopardy, do though? Can we, can we wager? Bonus round. We'll do, yeah, we'll do. We, and then let's oh, wager okay. all the points. <laughs> there are three questions in the bonus round. Uh, and, and then we can do bonus points if you can name the movies. So this is the who has worked together more round. And this is a director and two actors. First up, Steven Spielberg. Has he worked together more with Tom Hanks or with Harrison Ford? Tom Hanks. Are this is just, a, like, just like... Are we just... Yeah, yeah. Missing, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that is correct. Can you name the movies? Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Mandy gets a point for that. The airport. There's nothing called the airport. <laughs> oh, wow. Freaking What's it called? The, I, What's it called? It's not the layover. The, what is it called? It's a uh, 
he played like Cousin Balky who gets caught at the airport. <laughs> That's right. I know. <laughs> totally, What's a part what of the airport called? called? Terminal. The Terminal. Uh, there you terminal. go. Terminal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Words are Anything hard. Else? There's, there there well, are, how many? Someone, just tell me. Can someone say how many? Catch me if you can. How about that? Catch me if you can. Um, yes. Oh, yes. yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. Two recent what? ones. 2015 World War II movie. Fritzy's honor. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take away a point. Shut up. Fritzy's honor. Bridge, Bridge of Spies. Bridge Wasn't of Spies, a, yes. Them? And then there's that another one, the one, 2017. The 2017 film um, about uh, the same thing that uh, All the President's Men is about. What would that be called? Oh, the paper. Oh. Close. <laughs> the post. The, post. Uh, the paper was with post. what's his name? With uh, Batman. Can anyone name yeah. what movies uh, Steven Spielberg did with Harrison Ford? Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah. All the Indianans. All the Indianas. All the Indianas. <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's it. But there were four of them. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so pretty close. Oh. Pretty close. Next up, James Cameron. Who did he work with more? Bill Paxton or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Bill Paxton. Paxton, Paxton I would say. Yeah, that was kind of a... Uh, they were Rob, they were bosom Rob friends. Pete Ty there. Um, true, yes. uh, true lies. Alien or no? Um, no yes. aliens. Terminator. Twister. Yes, um, Terminator. What did ter- you say? Mandy? Twister. Uh, that was not James Cameron. Oh, not James Cameron. But yeah, Titanic. Great movie. Titanic. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Andy gets a point there. Mm. A little known film. <laughs> Just uh, who's heard of that one? Okay, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. What about those ones? Terminators. Yeah, all of, yeah. Again, again, <laughs> last but not least, Wes Anderson. Who has he worked with more, Angelica Houston or Francis McDormand? Hmm. Angelica Houston. That is correct. He named the Royal the Tannenbaums. Yes. The Steve Zizou. Yes. The Life Aquatic with the Steve Zizou. Steve <laughs> <laughs> Mandy's um, pulling ahead, Pete. Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, nope, she wasn't. No, that that's one. Francis McDormand. Uh, that is correct. I love that movie. <laughs> do I get um, a point for that? That was do. like a rebound. You do. <laughs> There's two more Angelica Houston's and one more Francis McDormand. Really? Yes. Oh, the animated one on the island with the dogs. Which would be called Isle of, Isle of dogs. dogs. Yes. Angelica Houston yes. was in that. Yeah. And what was the other one with Angelica Houston? Go on a train ride. Throw Mama from the train. There is a train, but it's not that one. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Darjeeling Dar- 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 Limited. Oh, Darjeeling Limited. Yes. And Frances yeah. McDormand, last one with her. Was she? Wait, just tell me. Was it a voice? Tell me if it was a voice. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Tell me if it was a voice. Is it Fantastic Mr. Fox? It is not Fantastic Mr. Fox. Was that Wes Anderson? It is. No, I'm just making that If up. I just it keep is? guessing Wes Anderson movies. Somebody's going to get it. Or like, I just call it. Call it. If nobody says it. Was it Hotel Chevalier? What? Isle was of it Dogs. Li- Isle of Dogs? Isle of Dogs. <laughs> oh, my gosh, people. <laughs> Pete, if you had just said that, you could have tied at least. <laughs> but Mandy pulled ahead in that last in bonus round. In the bonus round. round, which we didn't even have to do. But thanks, Rob. I'm going to pick up my microphone and, and drop it. 19 points. <laughs> I could have wagered and Rob's twelve. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> crying out loud! I could have wagered all seven, and it wouldn't have mattered. I was that guy. 
on Jeopardy. <laughs> you know, oh, I, the, the points, uh, it man. turns out, uh, can be meaningless because that was embarrassing. Thank you, Andy. But you were there what for a the delightful, ride. What a fun time. What a what delightful a fun time. exercise in improving our self-image. You, <laughs> sir, That's are what a fantastic I'm here for. Thank you. games master. Appreciate you stopping Thank you, by. Andy. Thanks, everybody. Now, Bye. Be gone with you. <laughs> Thank we you. We miss you. Lists to do. Okay, do your list. We'll see you later. The list today, uh, we were talking about movies with uh, no score. We were talking about the movie, what was this off of? This was off of uh, Roma, I think, right? That's what we were talking about. And uh, Roma right. has no score. Very limited, but wonderful sounds, just no score. So we came up with the list of movies with no score. And because Mandy dropped the trailer in first, Mandy goes first on the list. Mandy, what do you got? What's your number three? It's okay that I looked these up, right? I hope that you looked them up. Yeah, I looked them up, and these are the only three on the list I saw, so I hope I get to say them all. Do you Have you uh, seen the movies? That would be These the, are the only three on these lists that I have seen. That you've seen and also I've have no these. score. They, 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 these lists said they have no score. Mr. <laughs> Google said no score. Okay. So I'll just, I'll say the one that I was like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Blair Witch Project. Ugh, and it's a steal. Yeah. And we need that leaderboard. I wonder who's in charge of that. Hmm. Oh, right. It's Rob. Have you finished that project yet? I'm halfway <laughs> through it. I'll For those of you not watching the Zoom, Rob has just one tier streaming Can down I? his face. I, I'll explain why, because every time I do these, it's complicated. Because there's a series. No, see, the thing with the Blair Witch Project is and because, Mandy, you don't seem to have very strong feelings about it. I don't have very strong feelings about it because when I saw this movie, I thought this is kind of a snoozer. Like, I don't know what it was one of those like era defining experiences. Mm -hmm. Like everybody mm -hmm. was talking about this movie and I mm -hmm. didn't get it. And mm -hmm. except for the, the last little bit, which I thought was really well architected, like you see it for the last three minutes. Why do you have to sit through the rest of it? I did right. not understand why people loved it so much. But effective use of no music. I thought that was. Yeah, that was right. just fine. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Rob. What do you got? All right, here's what I got. Okay, so I I do have Blair, which was was a steal. Oh, good! It's a double and, steal for Mandy. Wow! It's a double steal, and it's it's technically and it's part of a of a trifecta a, a triumvirate of movies that I'm going to wait for my third spot to see which ones left. But here's the deal. So this is an this is an interesting one. If you haven't seen this movie, um, if you think 2020 has been bad, imagine all of 2020 compressed into a hot afternoon in August. That's right, Al Pacino. Charles Durning, John Cazale, 1975 American crime drama, Steel. Dog Day <gasps> Afternoon. Oh, Steel! Standing. Yeah. But you didn't That's, mention and, Chris and, and, Sarandon, okay. who is yeah. outstanding yeah, uh, in that no, movie. I mean, and, and here's the deal. If you've never seen it, I mean, I would put it, oh, Lance Henriksen, yeah. I should also add, too, in a, in a role in that. Um, gritty, uncomfortable, chaotic, very 70s. It's amazing to see Pacino He's right off of Godfather Part Two, and you're just—it's frenetic. It's just crazy. It's a—it's a tour de force of just how bad can a day get in the midst of insanity. Hmm. We should soon shall see. Um, <laughs> that's a great pick uh, and uh, a great movie. My uh, my first one. I'm I am disappointed that Blair Witch was stolen because that was an easy number three for me. Now I have to shuffle, and I don't like to shuffle. Uh, my number. Oh, let's see. Next, 
first pick. Uh, we're going to go with a film that I saw while I was researching a paper in high school on the catastrophic potential effects of unregulated nuclear power. And that is the China syndrome, y'all. Steel. Steel. Excellent. <laughs> oh, I love it. This I can't believe this one hasn't been on our list before because it's a great movie yeah. and Fonda's great. And can you believe Lemon is in this movie and how good he is and Michael Douglas? And it's just a really fantastic movie. And so I'm uh, I'm I'm glad it is represented. No score. That's what it took to get here. Crazy thing to add about that movie is so I grew up in northeastern Pennsylvania. I was seven years old when Three Mile Island wow. happened. And I was we were only about an hour and a half north yeah. of Harrisburg. Everyone was pretty scared, right? The crazy thing about this movie is that it was literally mm-hmm. it foretell, foretold a disaster. There's 12 days between the day it's released yeah, and Three it Mile was Island. It's unbelievable. It's insane. Unbelievable mm-hmm. yeah. uh, accident of history that that happened together. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, you know, it, in terms of the horror of unregulated nuclear power and strange behavior. Right. So, okay. Also, go see, watch Chernobyl if you haven't watched the whole thing. And then go watch it again because it's mm-hmm. really that good. Mandy, number two. Well, you both did steals on me, which makes me mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Network. That's right. But I I only know that because I looked it up, but I love that movie. I just would never have acknowledged, oh, there's no score happening here. Yeah, it's wonderful. We did that one on the show, and it's been sitting in our top five, I think, of of all time for years Yeah, uh, for the next reel. And so that was a single steal. Rob, was that a steal for you? Do you have network on your list? Uh, okay. Uh, no, right. no, I did not. But great, great movie, great, great pick. Great movie, great pick. All right. What's your number two? Uh, so my number two. What possible string could tie your number two to Dog Day well, Afternoon? Okay. Well, no, it was China, it was China Syndrome. That was going to be my second pick. Oh. oh. Uh, so okay. now, now I got to go into like my backup. And uh, <laughs> this was part of a theme I'll explain at the end. Little 2007 American supernatural horror film called Paranormal Activity. Oh, paranormal activity. I would not have been no able score? to tell you that there was no, no score. score for that movie. Because found footage, it's there's no right. Yeah. right. I mean, right. and is it good? You know, there, there's this whole string of these movies that started to, you know, obviously take that that. And this is found footage is nothing new. It's not like it was invented by Blair Witch. However, it, it definitely had a unique idea and it spawned clearly a series of films that made some money. So I my next one, it was uh, it was taken. Uh, it was uh, because of shuffle. So now I'm I'm digging into the archive. And I'm doing a thing that that you know if I play by Andy's rules, I'm not supposed to do. So I'm I I had this whole list that was set, and then it was torn asunder. And now I have to go to the archives and do a movie that we've talked about on the show already, and that is M. Fritz Lang's 1931 film, Fantastic Use of No Score. And Fritz Lang is kind of easy money because he didn't use a lot of scoring. Uh, on his films. So, M, Fritz Lang, I got one more pick left. You better not steal it. I can't. I'm out. You have no more? Oh, it was just those three. I have no more. My backup was China Syndrome. So I, yeah. Oh, okay. So wait, you had Blair Witch Network and the China Syndrome? Dog Day Afternoon. Dog Day Afternoon. Was that your second pick? Yeah. Mandy, I hope those... I'll just hang my head Those sweet, sweet 19 points from the game uh, actually buoy your spirits. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh okay rob what do you got all right so again all found footage so okay so i will i will give you my my original three were um blair witch paranormal activity 
and Cloverfield. And mm-hmm. Clover, and because, and here's the th- the, the connection, because I always like to have some sort of thread that connects all of my choices. Um, Cloverfield has no, there's no score. It's there's a there's a, a piece that was done by uh, Michael Giacchino at the end over the credits, and that was it. Yeah. But the thing that connects all three of these movies is is that uh, crazy profitability. Like, you know, Blair Witch, yeah. people forget, Blair Witch was made for about, like, $400,000. Seven dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like, dollars. Like, yeah. No, and yeah. it made a quarter of a billion. And Paranormal was wow. made, like, for a, a quarter of a million, made almost $200 million. Cloverfield, made for $25 million, makes $172 million. It's, yeah, craziness. Yeah. That's what I got. Stunning. All right, nice set. My final one is one I cannot... I sort of can't believe it's similar to Cloverfield where there is a score. It's like 15 minutes mm-hmm. long and it's most of it is in the closing credits. And so I'm going to feel like I'm, I'm going to take liberty with it and uh, tell you about No Country for oh. Old Men. Uh, I saw that on the list, but I uh, yeah, never saw here. it. So it's uh, it's a powerful film and in two incredible performances. Um, and it's, uh, but it doesn't. You know, it's a it's a modern Western. It's kind of a sleeper until suddenly the head popping happens. And it's fantastic. It's just next really time great. you watch it, Pete, can I sit behind your TV with a harmonica and provide a score for you? <laughs> you know, you should do that. And what's really interesting is I don't know if you guys it. found this, but when I started searching for clips of all these movies as I was making my list um, there, there is a uh, vibrant subculture of people who repost movies with no score oh, yeah. as exercises for for oh. composers yes. to write mm-hmm. to rescore movies yeah. and repost their stuff it's i i just have never really explored that it's amazing to hear what people try to do as they score the i'm mad as hell uh you know network sequence or you know you're meddling with the primary forces of nature mr beale bum, bum, and i will not have it like it it totally changes the the nature of the scene so i think it's uh, I think it was a really it, it was harder. This one was harder to to find, you know, great movies that um, and and I am I am broken that I was stolen twice. Did you? Yeah, that was uh, really tough. We were all like on the same page. Did you have any other movies left on yeah. your list? So I had written down a couple. Um, let's see. Network the birds. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm actually surprised nobody said rope. That's another one that had been on the list. And uh, I'm now surprised that I didn't say it. Uh, because I should have it. Um, uh, I just got out Hitchcocked. Um, what else I have? Blair Witch, China Syndrome, Network, Birds, Rope, No Country. Um, I was curious. I did not know that Michael Haneke, we just did, um, you know, some uh, Michael Haneke fair and, and his The White Ribbon and Cachet are both reported to have no score at all. And that interests me, even though I wasn't crazy about the movie that we watched. It's a hard watch, but um i'm curious what'd you guys have you i know mandy you used up yours i'm out my only um my only backup and it's not technically doesn't fit but it's minimal score and i it was mentioned on last week's sat mat during the tournament of terror was the thing oh yeah i mean minimal there's it's there's only like a few parts that have got it's like a soundscape effectively right well, that's just fun. This was hard. It was a good challenge. Now we get to figure out what are we going to do uh, next week. And I have more skin in the game because I am also booked for next week. So you are you are pitting me again with uh, Ray and Andy. You may have a score to settle after today's game night for Andy, but take pity on me, please. I have scores to settle with we Ray. Are talking... I have scores to settle with everyone. Oh. Just 
Oh, you're collecting yes. scores. I see how this is happening now. So we are talking about the movie. It's a last film in our foreign language films nominated for Best Picture series. And that is the fantastic Bong Joon-ho film Parasite from just weirdly last year. It feels like it's been with me forever, but it is just last year. Um, and so have you guys both seen Parasite? Have no. not a fan. Really? Yeah. And let me, let me also do another callback to last week's Sat Matt. Some <laughs> this whole concept of it the host is a prequel to that? No or or, or the parasite, no, no, parasite is a prequel, is a prequel That's to all the host. You, you know you, you love besmirch, that. You love you besmirch that. the host because the host is outstanding. You just said besmirch Besmir- to me. The host is outstanding. The host and is outstanding. For those with Don't, with for those with outstanding taste in cinema, also no, the paras- no, parasite no, is not. fantastic. What are you doing? You go watch your high holy Star Wars Let, movies. I'm going to watch. Oh film. my god! You could have you. <laughs> Could have said a lot of other things in place of that. Well, you could have said, why don't you go watch your Mel Gibson, Kathy Lee Gifford comedies? Go ahead, Rob. You know, I could have. Go ahead. I could have said that. You're right. I missed a well, real opportunity. Well, then, I'm going to start. I have to make a okay. note uh, for other things to put that, on a T-shirt. That's what you Look. want? You want to do Parasite? Let me, get, let me give you a couple examples then. Number one, zero <laughs> redeeming characters. Oh, number two, people you run from. Number three, everyone is horrible. Uh, that's pretty similar yeah. to number okay. one, Oh, you Rob. want something different? How about <laughs> also, this? Also, people are bad. How about this? <laughs> Couples knowingly making out in full view of their children. Oh, he was in a teepee, you old prude. He, with, with an entire wall of windows. <laughs> when they're there watching him. Oh, I've seen this movie. Trust we, me. <laughs> we can't use your home movies on our that. list. We don't do that. We just make, we make jokes about it in front of our daughter. Come on. I... <laughs> Uh, well, I uh, love this movie. Your mileage, let's just say, may vary. But we do have some options on the list. Rob, do you have any contributions that are at all sane that you'd like to contribute to next week's uh, list-building exercise? Out- outside of the non-sane ones? No, actually, that's it. I, <laughs> no, I seriously, I'm going to tell you something. Right. Like, literally, everyone's horrible. That, that's, that, was, that was my problem yeah. with the movie. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess nobody wants to make a list of movies with couples knowingly making out in full view of their children. In teepees, whatever. In, in, yeah. They couldn't see a thing. All right. So the whole idea behind this movie is that it is a class story. And uh, it is a story about, uh, you know, what it takes as humans who are put in stressful situations who live off of the work and labor and blood and sweat of other humans. And it is a movie about people taking advantage of one another in many different unique and sort of insidious ways. Um, it's It is a... It's a dark movie. It's a commentary movie for sure. Um, And uh, so, uh, Rob, I I don't know what to tell you, man. I wish you loved it. I'm not going to do the making out one. Am I glad I saw it? Yes, I'm glad I saw it. It's culturally significant. It is significant. Uh, There are a couple of things that stand out. And and, um, uh, Andy and I talked a little bit about this as we were leading up. And he put a list uh, for us to choose from. If you would like to dive in here first, metaphorical objects, right? We have the scholar's stone that is very representative of many different things uh, in the movie as it moves in and out of the hands of different uh, people in the film. So metaphorical objects like uh, artifacts of the film that are important. Uh, Deluges, uh, monsoons, heavy rains, 
cleansing rains that wash all the sewage down to the poor people. That's what happens in Parasite. What else can heavy rains do? I gotta say, after these first two, I do not want to see Parasite. Those two first choices are not selling it. Yeah. Well, here's another one. Prominent staircases. Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. It uses amazing. There's some amazing filmmaking going on in the use of stairs and the way they they architect stairs. Speaking of architecture, incredible houses. This movie has a beautiful house. Uh, and and so good. I I'll, I'm down for houses. I can think of so many. Like I think that's a rich topic to explore. Absolutely, me too. Uh, the other one that I think is low hanging fruit for me. There is a scene in the movie where they they make a dish called Ramdan, which is. Um, a blend of ramen noodles and udon noodles. And uh, so the cheapest noodles that you can get with like $100 a pound beef. And so it is an exercise in meals, like a classist meals. They're eating food that is typically eaten by by the poor people, but they're making it so expensive that the poor people can't eat it. And so I'm telling you, you walk out of that scene hungry. For me, I wanted Ramadan, and we eat it all the time now without the fancy beef. Uh, so meals, uh, meals in movies that make you hungry, is uh, is yeah. uh, would be my vote. So, yeah. all right, we also the last two suggestions we had were hiding when someone else comes home. That's kind of tropey, and secrets in the basement. This movie has so many basements, under basements, and so those are the last two. Rob, I'm going to give you the last pick. What would you like to do? Uh, I, what would you like to contribute? I, uh, well, I, I like the staircases one, but the houses that stand out is is better. That's fine. Yeah, I still I love you, but the, uh, but I really would like to make the other twos next week miserable. So, um, <laughs> I mean, and okay, and again, and, le- and let's and let's all just remember here the the chamber pots came out of one of the like previous shows here. <laughs> so I don't want to hear any like oh they got to be don't high- forget it was famous cinema chamber yeah, okay, pots. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So pick pick one. Pick one of what's well, left, almost, and that will be I, I, your the secrets in the basement. I like. I mean, almost it, it could mm-hmm. just be like hidden horrors. You know what I mean? Or is that too specific? Yeah. Oh, hidden I like horrors. that. I, I, you, you'd rather hidden horrors? Yes. Hidden horror, horror horrors. Hidden horrors. Hidden horrors. You got it. Hidden horrors. It is. Those are our choices for next week. Hidden horrors, making a meal that makes you hungry and houses that really stand out. Great movie. Architecture. Listen, during this election season, just to remind everyone, if you're in the States, if you'd like to write in something, I think everyone is horrible is a phenomenal writing candidate. <laughs> is it? We're we're starting write in oh, options on our I have ruined, show talk I have now. I caused enough trouble here. No, Rob I'm ruins everything. No, I'm there we go. <laughs> Do you want to vote in next week's list challenge? You can. You can head over to the Show Talk channel in the Next Real Discord community. You can lend your vote. I guess you could try to write in. No, don't if don't, you want. don't do that. <laughs> and and you could uh, you could join the chaos that is list picking and movie sabotage each week. Uh, how do you get access to the Show Talk channel? That is a really great question. You head over to patreon.com slash the next reel and become a supporter of the next reel family of podcasts. For five dollars a month, you can become a concessionaire supporter and get access to all the show live streams as we record, early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed, and access to the super secret member channels in the next reel discord. Even more than the show talk there's a lot going on in there so thank you everybody for hanging out with us for downloading and listening to this epic epic show uh we appreciate it uh, mandy kaplan uh, it's great to see you and you as well pete and rob 
it's all right. I guess we'll we'll live to disagree again one day. Oh, Rob. You're all wonderful. Goodbye, everybody. Happy Saturday. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.